Welcome to The Outpost. We're just two brothers and a bald guy talking about faith, fatherhood, and masculinity. And you better believe getting rid of our dad bods while trying to navigate this crazy world we live in. So here's to bringing home the bacon. Hi, boys. Welcome back. Another uh, another big week for uh, The Outpost. Episode dad. two? Dude, Episode I, I two. Had, I mean, I, this is big. I had a really bad realization yesterday actually no, it, was this, it was this morning i got out of the I thought shower you were gonna say you had a bad dream so i wasn't sure where that was going no <laughs> no no like i zach has been uh teasing me for a while that i'm emo um oh, dude. and i got dude, out i've of, seen like, i've seen the disneyland picture bro if I, the I, boots I was in, fits i was in seventh grade dude, <laughs> anyway hey, once an emo always emo dude so i i'm like i'm not emo and then i got like I was taking Oslo out to go to the bathroom. Oslo's our dog. I was taking him out to go to the bathroom, like just now. And I looked in the mirror and I, I just, I showered earlier today. And when my, when I shower, um, my hair gets really like poofy and it's really long. And so like, it looks like legit emo emo it does like you I, I, like you could be a screamo artist bro and it doesn't usually look like this like it because when i like have it like i have gel in it whatnot it looks like more put together but like just like poofy dude the gel like screaming. the same gel the same gel you use in like seventh grade no gel that kind of gel now he now he gels it to the side in seventh grade I gel, he gel it forward <laughs> I, I i don't even i don't even know what to say to that you got like but, the darkening but, gel that made it a little more black <laughs> look more no more dude black. i i like legit this is like probably one of the the lamest things about me but like until i was in like ninth grade i would dye my hair like once a year it's better than bleaching it is better than bleaching. i, I, I did yeah. bleach it once oh jeez. i was like i'll do blonde like now i'll do black I'll do, and then like one year we had like we went to some soccer tournament. I'm like, I'll do red. I'll do a red mohawk. Wow, you were that cat. You were that cat <laughs> that like showed up with his hair like all done up for state. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Was, that's fine. I that's was, cool. Whatever. That's all right. I, all right. I just want to say everyone is entitled to a bad middle school like phase. I think everyone should that should just be allowed. It's okay. I wore I wore uh, I wore glasses in seventh grade. Yeah, I mean, so cool. like, I, I think it's funny that you're giving me a hard time about my hair, but you just said you were taking Rogaine in high school. <laughs> Dude, okay, first off, you don't take Rogaine. It's not a pill, okay? You <laughs> well, someone head. who hasn't used it before <laughs> yeah, might not know that. <laughs> well, then you should show a little respect for those of us that have, okay? <laughs> I, I, I sincerely apologize. I wasn't rubbing Rogaine on my head in high school. <laughs> Sorry, dude. It's okay. Not, here's the, here's not the real gets, question, though. Not everybody gets that unique experience. Here's the real question, Andrew. Did you ever put eyeliner on your Okay, eyes? nope. We're not going oh. there because I don't want to know. Listen, <laughs> I did not. next topic. <laughs> I did not. Okay. I was like, that's the real stage. I'm like, people dye their hair all the time. They go through those dumb little middle school phases. But like, if you ever put eyeliner on, then you were definitely. <laughs> yeah, dude, party's over. Like, <laughs> we're podcast done. is done. We're done. <laughs> all right. All right so we're going to do uh, we're going to do a little like dad accountability right here. Okay. Uh, we have a group thread. Uh, Andrew, Logan and I, we check weight. Lo Andrew actually just got on this thread because we're working on the dad bods. Andrew's mm -hmm. trying to amp up his dad bod. Logan's trying to slim it down and a little bit, a little bit. <sighs> I'm in the middle there too, trying to trim down. Uh, I want to know about these shoes though. So Andrew, Andrew this morning reported that he went on this big run and was bragging about how fast he was. 
Yeah. So I, I, it wasn't super fast. I've, I've had much faster times, but I'm, I'm switching over to zero drop shoes. And so my yeah. times are taking a little bit of, they've taken a little bit of a hit, but zero drop shoes are just um, like they're uh, the ones I have there. It's the brand is zero X E R O. And so which was like, close to Xerox. At first yes. when I read it, I saw Xerox and I'm like, come on, I'm running nice in Xerox, man. Like I'm pretty, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm pretty Xerox really branched out on that deal. So I'm we'll sponsored see how it goes. is what it is. Right. By a copy, by a copy no. company. Uh, and Perfect. so it's, um, it's kind of like one step above barefoot running and zero, like zero shoes are technically considered barefoot running. Interesting. Um, and so zero drop, like there's no difference between like the cushion and the heel and the toe. So it's just like, it's completely even. Does that make sense? So usually, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. usually have more cushion. So basically, basically, there's no arch support. There's All no. It yeah, is, no, it's no like running support. on the pavement without having to like callous yeah, your feet up. If you could glue like half an inch of, of rubber to the bottom of your feet um, and run, that's what it is. I'm sure you've read the book Born to Run. I haven't run it, but I trained. I haven't run first, it. I, I run no, no. Have you I have, read it? Have you? I haven't read, read it, but book? I've trained. When I trained for my first marathon, I was training with a guy who uh, who read it, and we talked about it all the time. So I'm like pretty familiar with what's in it. I was just curious, yeah, because that's basically what the, that tribe does is like puts this thin piece of leather under their feet, and basically ties it. Yeah, to dude, feet. it's sweet. It, the, I I will say like there's something really like you feel really rooted. Like you just feel more natural. Um, and I, if you've listened to outpost of heaven rooted is like a big part of our philosophy and like, like sure. where we are as a couple and whatnot. And so it's, it's one of those hippie things that I'm coming to terms with. I hate myself a little bit every time I say it, <laughs> but okay. Funny. Okay. I didn't want to say anything, especially as you start going to this, it's a big thing of a couple. No, but... I, I get it, dude. It's hippie. And if I had like, if I looked at myself five years ago and said that, like myself five years ago would punch me in the face i just I think it. it's funny that zach calls you a hippie because i'm pretty sure he started listening to this podcast which i got interested in so i started listening to it a little bit and it's way off the boat for me i mean like i can't oh even... dude it's off the rails it's it's solid stuff like it's good stuff but it's off the rails bro talking about like i, I don't know he, i'll send he, it to you andrew what's it called yeah. it's heal thyself yeah it's heal thyself. thyself oh this sounds good. honestly like yeah, dude, honestly, like if you're in that space, if you've progressed far enough into like the the health and the like, not fitness, but like truly health mindset, uh -huh. like the guy's good. He's really good. Yeah, but yeah, sense me. For, like, I wish for I bunch could of, do that. For a bunch of cowboys like me and Logan, dude, it's like, yeah, you're you're <laughs> off the road. Yeah, I, <laughs> I started listening to it and the first ad was for an LED blanket. What? Yeah, it was like, you go to bed so rested, and it pulls all of the oxygen throughout your body. And it does, I, and I'm not, don't quote me on that, but it's, he's like going through all this different stuff, all these health benefits. And you wake up and you just feel amazing. And it's like, I don't feel like I'd be able to see. Like, is it's it kind of like an eye cover? Like, what it's happens like, there? It's kind of like being rooted running in barefoot shoes. You know, it's just a little, <laughs> it's a little different for those guys that haven't heard of it. You know, yeah. I guess that's true. I mean, I'll give it a try. I'm going to, it sounds like poppycock, but I'm going to try. Bro, most of the Oh, you're going to try the LED blanket or you're going to try the podcast? No, no, no. Podcast. I'm not, <laughs> okay, I was like, whoa, LED dude, that's, 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 no, you got to try that, it. Just try I'm it. I'm not that open minded. I generally have an approach though, where I don't like to say that I don't like something until I've tried it. Yeah. That, that's why that's good. That's, that's yeah. wise. I mean, that's wisdom. Andrew. Yeah, I mean, there's some things I'll be like, I'm not kissing a dude. 
Okay. Not well, down for that. Black. I mean, you wear black eyeliner, so anything's possible. Okay. <laughs> I've never worn eyeliner. Um, although the girls, like the 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 YSA girls on my mission, would always ask if they could put mascara on me. What? Like in, in every area. I just have really long eyelashes. Oh. You, you probably can't see them. And seriously, every area I was in, I'd get the like the YSA girls come up and ask me if they could put mascara. Andrew, Andrew is there a storm I've, I've going on behind you? Yeah, yeah there's man. some gnarly light. Yeah, that's gnar- at first I thought it was just like kind of something reflecting out the window, and then it was steady. If I'm like, dude, I think no, that's I, I hope you guys can't hear it too bad. But it's we, we, I've heard one rap of thunder. But yeah, it's, it's been storming for about a week. So geez. anyway, so our, our accountability thing. Yes, I've been uh, running with these shoes. Um, I and I'm adding another layer to it starting tomorrow i i just ordered a running vest so i'm gonna run with additional weight nice dude so i'll run with like about that's awesome yeah i was gonna say i already got enough of that stacked on (laughs) the uh no that's good i was i was thinking about lacing up tomorrow morning to start you know getting after it and then logan couldn't get on till like 12 30 in the morning so (laughs) i might i might miss my running tomorrow (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I had to go. I was working out, so like it helped. I had to get my workout in. Do you? What do you guys do to work out? I was I just don't. playing basketball. I do. Oh, give me a break! I mean, it was intense Sorry. basketball. Sorry, I got a little heated there. Give me a break. <laughs> See, the thing about basketball is, I always feel like, oh, that was like I burned a lot of calories, but I never feel like I'm getting stronger or like I'm improving at all. It just feels like it's like it's just a burn of calories. I don't know. I've been playing. Well, first off, that's what I need. But second, <laughs> uh, I've been playing basketball for a long time. So it's a lot of fun to, yeah, to work fun. on different skills and different oh, stuff. Yeah. And so like, yeah. Truck skills. Boasting skills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy playing basketball with Logan right now because my skills are garbage. <laughs> like I, I'm not a good basketball player, but he's fast and I'm, I'm slow fast <laughs> and I can run forever. And so I just, I literally, I'll just like run back and forth with the ball until Logan slows down and starts huffing and puffing. And then I'll drive in and I'll shoot. And it's in. That's awesome. Yeah, we've got a buddy that we were playing with tonight. He's actually, he's a pretty cool guy. He's got a slot. He's in the ROTC in the air force. He's got a slot to go fly. Whoa. Can you guys still see me? Yeah. Unfortunately. I don't know what happened. <laughs> You're just there we blue. go. But I like swiped across. My... Anyway, he's got he's got a slot in the, to go fly F-35s. Uh, but he's like 5'3". And so he's fast and works out like three times a day. And But he just like runs in circles. <laughs> so he'll, he'll literally just run in circles around me. And so I'm just turning. Eventually, I'll just get dizzy and he'll just take a shot. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do here. But most of the time, he, he like jumps into me, and I'll just go whack because <laughs> he's so <laughs> short. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so Zach, you're not doing anything right now? No, nah, dude, I haven't done anything. I haven't done anything for quite a while in the, in the exercise department. I focused really hard. I'm down about eleven, almost twelve pounds, just because of my eating over the last month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. But that's where, especially as it starts warming up, yeah, I need to I need to start pumping the heart. Yeah, man. I, I, I've, I've been loving doing combos of, so I go to the gym three or four days a week, but then when I don't go to the gym, I will, I'll run. And I love doing like short, fast run workouts mixed with uh, heavy bag workouts. So I'll do like a quick three mile run 
and like where I'm really pushing myself and get my heart rate pretty up. No, there is literally no such thing as a quick three mile run, but <laughs> <laughs> well, like wherever you're at. Right. And, and that's what yeah. I try to emphasize with people when I talk to them about running, it's like, it doesn't matter how fast you are. I mean, because most of us aren't racing and like, yeah. the only important thing is that if Logan and I are both being chased by a bear, the bear is getting Logan. Right. And so that's all that matters. That's all that matters. But besides that, when it comes to health, it's all about heart rate. Right. And so you've really got to run. And until you get good at judging your heart rate, if you have a, like a, a Fitbit or an Apple watch, that's super helpful, but you got to run for your heart rate and you'll slowly get better with time. And that's just naturally going to happen. So doing that and, and having like some runs where you're pushing your heart rate higher, some runs where you're on the lower end of your heart rate range and then doing heavy bag workouts are super fun. I've been really enjoying that. That's cool. Are you getting heavier from those? Um, I've, I've been like getting, getting stronger. A, yeah. I mean, I'm getting stronger. I've noticed a big difference. Like the first couple of weeks, my hands felt like I was a, like a Nancy, oh, dude, I'm like sure. they, they hurt so bad. Um, it felt good. Office but it, hands, dude. It's office hands. It's yeah. The worst. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have like, I have like pretty good calluses on the front part of my hands from the gym, right. Cause from like yeah. grabbing the bar and, and pull-ups and stuff, but like the, my knuckles don't get a lot of use. I mean, you look at me and you think this guy might go to like bars and get in fights all the time. I actually don't. Right. might be a surprise to everybody who knows me. <laughs> um, but so that was, that was fun. I, I have been getting stronger. My, my biggest issue right now is I'm working out so much. I, I can't eat enough. I haven't been eating enough. Oh. So like I'm, I'm kind of plateauing. That's why, that's why I jumped in to their, uh, to your guys's weigh in thing, just so I can keep myself accountable. It's awesome, dude. We're glad to have you. I've always wished I had that problem of not being able to eat enough, but it's just never <laughs> been in my, never been in my blood. Yeah. Logan used to make fun of me as when we were younger. Cause I, I, oh, I totally I, did. I was like, I, just, I never ate. I was like always crazy. just a little bit bigger than Andrew. Once we were in like, once we were both in high school, cause yeah. we were in high school together. I was His always, build was always just thicker. Like he was always like bigger boned and like had, he, it was easy for him to get muscle and, and to, and to bulk up. So even when we gained the same amount of muscle, he would look yeah. like, oh, yeah massive and i would gain the same amount of muscle and i would just be Lean. like i'd be dense because he might be but we both bite we both bite we both <laughs> might be uh benching the same amount of weight but i just looked like i benched a lot yeah. more than he did yeah so yeah Sweet. now i look at a donut and i gain weight so. i just sniff one man yeah <laughs> <I> just sniff. <laughs> all right so this week then this week then uh we'll follow up next week well, we'll keep working on the daily, but uh, next week we'll we'll report. Some we'll check in. To, we'll check yeah, in. We'll check in with the whole group. Yeah, and awesome. I'll let you know. My I'm excited to do my weighted runs because it's supposed stoked. to be a lot more like pressure on your on your joints and whatnot. But it's, up, it's supposed to help you gain muscle, from what I've been able to tell. So like usually running won't gain muscle, but if you're running with weight, it'll help you gain muscle faster. You can go like do sprints up the levees. I don't know if I'm gonna do sprints. Um, I, I think I'm kind of getting getting into rucking so rucking is just like distance running with weights oh that sounds awful it yeah. sounds awesome i, I love you it. lost me at distance and you, like <laughs> you double lost me at running and then with weights it's just like I'm out right <laughs> i don't know there's just something exciting about like doing hard things it's like really sad yeah there's a difference between hard things and just playing miserable <laughs> Like I'm all about growth, but just misery Dude, I, I, unnecessary. I, I felt like after my first mile this morning, I'm like, yeah, on the run that I texted you guys about, I felt that way. I, 
I was pushing it. I'm like, oh, you know, we're trying to do like a seven and a half minute average mile. And then the first mile I did like seven and I was like, okay, I can keep doing this. And then halfway through that next mile at about seven, I like, I ran out of steam. It was like, it's done. And then like the the remaining mile and a half, I felt like I was dying. Like this is awful. And I was running like an eight minute mile. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) I don't usually get that feeling while I'm running. So. Okay. So let's, uh, we'll follow up. So, uh, dad moments of the week. Uh, this is going to be like, this will be a little longer, but we'll, we'll just try to keep it clean. So I have, I have, well, I have three daughters, but only two that are capable of what we're going to talk about. Um, Claire is five. Emmeline, we call her Emmy. She's three. Um, Claire turned five in February and Emmy turned three in January. We just hit this random, and I don't know if Claire picked it up from preschool. This was her first year of preschool, right? Other kids are the devil. They are. They're the worst. <laughs> That's I the hate stance. Them. I've I done. hate them, dude. Mic drop. Yeah, seriously. Like, enough said. Um, but we're in this, like, fit throwing slash, like, continual, continual whining about everything. Oof. And my, I, I have a pretty solid fuse for most things with my kids. Like, you make a mistake or you break something or you spill something. Like, I, I stay pretty cool. My fuse is, like, this long. I mean, like a fraction of a centimeter long for whining, especially just like the mopey whining, you know? So what ends up happening is I respond in a way that is not conducive to positive Christ-like parent fatherhood, Christ-like fatherhood. (laughs) So walk me through boys. What do you guys do when your kids whine? And you guys have mostly boys. I mean, I mean, you got one daughter, so Andrew, Andrew is- you go first because you got more. You have more kids, more experience. Oh man! Oh, well, it's not. It's not preschool because we homeschool and our kids do the same thing. It's just something genetic. Um, I know it's <laughs> like they hit that age. You know, they hit that yeah. age, and all of a sudden, well, it's like- I, I, I think it's part of a natural progression. So it's like it's it. The thing I have to remind myself of when the kids are doing things like this, it's it's not like. It's not acceptable behavior, but it's developmentally appropriate, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So it's like as they're developing and they're going through this, like these, um, as they're growing and they're developing, they're going to have to uh, grapple with different things. And so for me, it helps me a lot to kind of look at it from that perspective um, and understand that, hey, they're whining because they have the same intense desire for things that i feel yeah yeah. and they don't have the experience to temper that right and so they have like their emotions and their feelings are just as intense as mine if not more intense but they don't have any experience to temper it down it's kind of teach them how to like have self-discipline and self-sacrifice and and while children are born pure they are also barbarians and it is our responsibility (laughs) to civilize them right and oh barbaric yeah and so like our our job is to kind of help them learn that self-discipline and so that's my philosophical thing that helps me like stay calmer but as far as like what i actually do on the ground to like make them better like to kind of help like to deal with it yeah um we I have a policy. Like if, if they're whining at me, like the answer is always no. 
Like, I don't care what it is. I don't care what you're asking for. Like, if you're whining, the answer is no. Yeah. Um, and that means that there are frequent, like, crazy temper tantrums and falling on the ground, screaming. And, like, if the kids ask me things, I'm like, no, I, you can't. Um, you know, like, I'm, I'm not going to respond to you because I don't understand you. And I'll tell them, like, I don't understand you when you cry. And so, and it depends on, like, what level of whining, right? Are we talking about, right. like, are we talking about, like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Like that kind of whining or the screaming, like he's breathing my air. I'm super <laughs> angry to be alive. No, that listen, kind of like, let's just the, still, let's start with the first when it, one. When it's like, when it's like, yeah, when it's just like, oh, I don't want to. I mean, that's a, oh, hey, let's, like, commu- like, let's like, that's a, let us communicate our way out of this. The oh, yeah. temper tantrums. No, I pick them up by the back of the neck and drag them down to their bed and put them <laughs> in their bed till they get yeah. hit. My, my thing I mean, is, so, um, so what I do is like, I take very seriously the responsibility that Heavenly Father has given us as fathers and our responsibility is to help our children understand there are consequences for actions. Yeah, right? sure. yeah, you and, gotta know. And when, and so you can't leave it. Like you can't just not do anything. You can't give in. Because if you yeah. give in early, they're gonna be all wonky and screw when they get older. Right, right. Because, yeah. uh, and so- the consequences in real life and like real life and adult life for bad actions and for sin is a limitation of freedom and a limitation of agency. So for our kids, especially when they're younger, if they're like really acting up and they're at like temper tantrum phase, like completely incoherent, like not staying in timeout. If you use timeout, um, I will literally like, I'll sit on the ground with them and I will put them in a ball and I will like hold them still. And I, I will even push their face like into their knees and, and just like hold them there. And I'll sit there with them because I want them to know like, hey, I'm part of this. I'm willing to be here with you. But like your actions have limited your agency. And like the kids can't get like psychologically or if you talk to them about agency being limited, like they can't get that. Um, and so I found that if I like physically limit their agency, um, that helps get the point across and i do that with the hope that that instills an understanding that bad choices equals limiting of agency when they get to an age when i can't hold them like hold them in a ball in their bedroom yeah the hope is the hope is that by then they they understand the principle and the and the law right and and they're not going to exactly but hopefully like, like they won't understand intellectually but hopefully there's like that idea kind of under like underpinning their worldview right because yeah. this like three to five years old is super important for developing their worldview sure. yeah and so if you can like get that in there early on not that like you'll be punished if you do good if you do bad things right. but like bad choices lead to bad consequences yeah There's and a if lot. you yeah so you have to get that law kind of in there so they can make better choices as they get older yeah and so like going along with that yeah like my kids are still young i've got a two and a half year old i guess um and i've got two boys right now and so they i don't know like we're we're, doing their best to like to relive every episode of dukes of hazard exactly man joseph's Uh, just like pure terrorist man yeah and barbaric straight to terrorist yeah he's he's they're both pretty nuts and they just feed off of each other now that bridger's walking around and he's having a ton of fun but uh, we Listen, found... here's the thing. I'm just going to say this about your boys, though. They're all boy, 
And in this world, that's all you could ask for. Yeah. <laughs> there are like right now it's, it's literally just like sheep dogging them in the right direction. Like at least like, we're attempting to get them to the watering hole. Right. And so we're, we, we've, we actually asked the pediatrician, he has some experience with uh, like child development. And I especially in the so. situation, he's a pediatrician. <laughs> well, like, that's like in, his one the... job. That's like, you know, I asked a pilot about how to fly a plane because he has some experience. Well, it's not planes. his only job. I mean, like he does circumcisions and everything too, but he also does, like he has experience in helping parents figure out what to do in, in certain situations for specific child types, right? Yeah. And so they, uh, what he told us to do was <laughs> give them, give them positive motivations essentially instead of like for them it's not working to say you can't do this you can't do this you can't do this we do the similar thing like we we have joseph taking a break where he goes and and sits in a chair and it's like all right go take a break and he goes and sits in a chair and he'll he's, he's pretty pretty good with with understanding there's going to be if he doesn't listen over and over and over again i just flick him right in the face there's like right on the cheek uh and he hates it it's not super hard but it's just like pop and he, he knows he it's only coming. bleeds like every other time, every other time. <laughs> yeah. But he, no, he has never bled. He's never been bruised, but he, like he goes and he knows. So like, there's a, a, there's a negative Listen. consequence that's coming, but we always have like a candy or something like that where he's like, you need to give him a reward for doing the right thing at this stage. Like almost immediately. Don't say, Hey, we're going to go get ice cream later today. If you sit in your car seat and you're good in the store or something like that, like have a, have a little candy, have something that's small that tells him like, Hey, if I listen right now and I listen the first time, there's going to be a positive reward where if I don't listen, then I'm going to have a negative consequence. And so that's where we kind of go in. Like he still takes breaks and it's not like we wrote. And when, when I'm talking reward, it's that first time listener type stuff where it's like, Hey, go throw this in the trash can. If he does that, like, Oh, good job. Here's a, here's a, something, something sweet. Where, whereas if he's throwing a fit, like if he's whining, I've now I'm the same way. If he's whining, I just, I just say, no, I'm like, no, I can't understand you. If you can calm down and tell me what you want, then I'll give you something. Might not be that, but I'll give you something because it's a reward for you calming down yeah. and, and being able to tell me in a calm manner what you want and so be able to control your emotions whereas like if it's a negative consequence like i don't work well with negative consequences because i get a lot of negative consequences right but like positive consequences and positive feedback that's what gets me to change right and so well, that's and i i think a big i think a really important part of it is understanding how your kids work like how your kids respond yeah. because mm -hmm. i think yeah. there's no there is no blanket answer you know like claire bear we can we can give her a a you know say hey if 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 you operate this way um, tomorrow night we can do X and she won't forget like Claire mm -hmm, yeah. since the day she, she knows. was born she oh yeah like you know you can kind of pull the the little tricks hey if you're good this and then they never remember and you don't have to pull through no like Claire she remembers she'll remember for two weeks <laughs> yeah so like you pull through and and but we've also found that when we do pull through she responds way better. Yeah. You know, so we have to, we have to, we have to hold up. Yeah. Hiram's like that. Ruth's not, Ruth's not as good about like remembering things. <laughs> no. Yeah. But and Hiram is like, either. Hiram's super like, you told me well, yesterday at two fifty that yeah. like <laughs> I was going to get like a black the second, dragon. the second Claire's like head comes off the pillow. It's like, you told me yesterday. 
today's the day like i'm ready <laughs> like, whoa you're right I totally how, how do you guys feel about um the whole uh gentle parenting thing have you guys heard about that where they like have no consequences and they kind of let them run no. the show or what so it's like it's really popular among like especially like latter-day saint women like it's a really common topic i bet both of your wives have heard yeah, about it i think i know what you're saying but i i want you to explain before i say that that's what my yes wife same says. same oh gosh so I, I have issues with it and so i don't want to be i don't want to like present it because i'm a, i'll probably present it in like a straw man sense do you guys know what straw man like straw manning an argument means where you kind of present it where you're straw straw manning no i don't so straw manning means if logan had taken a rhetoric class you know this <laughs> you're uh, explaining it to zach <laughs> i can't i can't remember if he's taking a rhetoric class i uh, did i actually did i take bet a they had class. him at ricks at that point <laughs> uh, that was before i transferred to ricks i took my rhetoric class at byu oh okay. yeah so uh straw manning an argument or setting up a straw man argument means like you set up an argument that's like really weak um, it's like the counter argument to your point. Got it. You set it up really, really weakly. And so intentionally. You give it, yeah. So basically if you listen to like anyone in the news and you listen to them talk about it, a point, like a, a perspective they don't agree with, it's always presented as like a, you're an idiot. If you believe this. Yeah. Right. Or like you're a terrible person if you believe this. And so I don't want to straw man gentle parenting. I have like no some good Latter-day Saint can vote for Biden. Yeah. <laughs> That is not the position of this podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what that's that's just one you yeah. heard in the West. We heard that all over. Yeah, yeah. So like strawmanning an argument, or saying like like uh, like oversimplification of things, or like not acknowledging any strengths of an argument. So that's what is your straw? What's your strawman right. argument for? So I, I I don't want a strawman gentle parenting. So gentle parenting is a lot of good things, and the focus is on being a gentle parent like not yelling not having like negative consequences and i've, I've got a definition if you want me to read it let's do that do it. it's gonna be better than my ad hoc right. definition so it's kind of wordy but i'll try to do my best so gentle parenting is is evidence-based approach to raising happy wait, 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 right, you're gonna do your best reading or doing your best summarizing just keep going. Moving on. Just gentle, keep going. Gentle parenting is an evidence-based approach to raising happy, confident children. This parenting style is composed of four main elements, empathy, respect, understanding, and boundaries. Gentle yeah, parenting focuses on fostering the qualities you want in your child by being compassionate and forcing consistent boundaries. Unlike some more lenient parenting methods, gentle parenting also encourages discipline, but in, age in, in an age-appropriate way. Discipline methods focus on teaching variables, life lessons, and life, lesson, life lessons, rather than focusing on punishments. Those who practice gentle parenting um, encourage- That's good. That's good. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. My, my uh, yeah, that's, that's Kaylee, and she's, she's pretty good at it. Um, I, not, neither, of Kay, neither Kaylee or I really yell. I mean, my voice definitely gets raised maybe more often than it should because it should never really get that raised. But your but voice I, just like goes up with like the more intense your emotion. That's exactly right. That, Regardless I'm of a, it's negative or positive. I'm already like... a loud person, right? <laughs> so, but like none of us are screamers. Like we don't, we don't scream. Um, but the, uh, but there's definitely times where like, you know, Emmy's a whiner and she'll be whining. And I just grab her by the arm and say, Emmy, that is enough. 
And yeah. Kaylee's just like, like maybe that. You should, or... Maybe you should that just like that. And Kaylee will say, Hey, maybe we should try to understand how she's feeling. I said, I don't need to understand because we're in a situation right now where whining is completely inappropriate. Period. Yeah. And and, and right? I think that I think you're kind of like hitting my one of my issues with gentle parenting. And Emily and I have this conversation because she is hardcore in, into this. Yeah. And Which I think, I'm going to say this before you say anything else. I'm going to say this, okay. that honestly, it offers a great balance in our, like in our yeah. parenting relationship. Yep. And, and that's so I'm totally saying. not hating on that because Kaylee's gentleness offsets my intensity. Right. So I, 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 it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. And I think the same thing is true for, for Emily, for my wife, Emily, she's, she's very gentle and she's very good at this whole gentle parenting thing. Um, and uh, one of my issues with it, and it's a potential issue. I don't even, I haven't even decided if it is like a full on issue, but there's, there's like a lot of emphasis on like, every feeling is valid. <laughs> like, like that Woo! thing, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Oh yeah. yeah. My, my sweet wife says that almost daily. Yeah. I'm like, just about validating like, the feelings. Like you can I'm be, like, since when did that matter? What? <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just like, kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, I, I think it's like, it's like valid to say like, Hey, like, you having this feeling i want you to recognize you have this feeling but i also want you to know that like you should try and be better right <laughs> and i think yeah. that um and this kind of comes back to the difference between femininity and masculinity and like and like the female spirit and the male spirit i think women are spiritually and biologically predisposed to be better at loving children and people in general for who they are and where they're at and men spiritually and biologically are predisposed and better at uh, helping or, or loving someone for the potential, like for their potential, helping, like seeing them for who they're going to be. Yeah. Hence yeah. the, hence the general intensity that comes with being a male. Right. And it's like, there's a focus on improving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, there's this, and, and, think about your relationships for the most part, like our relationships with our parents are a lot like this. Like our, our mothers, we didn't look, you really look to our mothers for like push, like to, to like do better. I mean, that's not saying like they're not going to help us do our homework and that kind of stuff, but, or, or like they're not invested in us getting better, but generally speaking, your father was the one who you knew like, okay, this is where like the real push for me to progress. And like, I'm not good enough. Right. Yeah. Like you, you generally didn't feel like, you weren't good enough for your mom. If you felt like you weren't good enough, it was generally for your father. I think, dad, I think, I think one thing I love about that as well, just specifically in that situation. Right, let me just say one thing real quick that I'm not I can saying my, our dad did a bad thing in general or anything like that. I think no, I totally just, just like this, this is the general role of, of fathers is to yeah. help be the, because the, they, they both did both, progress. But like, yeah, yeah. But like dad was more. So you would go, like, I would go to him specifically with sports and say, okay, how did I do on that play? Tell me what I did wrong because I want to get better. Where mom was like, it's never your fault. It's never the quarterback's fault for throwing that interception. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thanks, mom. Like that really boosts my self-esteem. But I need to know, like, did I misread the coverage? Like, dad, yeah. what happened? Yeah, and, and, and you was, need both, was, right? Like, you, you, yeah. like a child needs both, and not just children, but all of us. But especially children need need the like to know that they are loved and like they're valid now. Yeah. But yeah. they also need the push to let them know, like, I'm valid, but I am not where I need to be. Like, I'm not reaching my full potential. Yeah. Okay. 
No, that's right. Well, so I think I think that goes well into kind of what we want our main topic to be. Then, how do we how do we bring as fathers? How do we bring that intensity to you know that righteous intensity? I should say to our families and our, the lives of our children, while also teaching them to be peacemakers. Oh, that's a hard one, man. I I I'm in no way very good at this, but the my goal is to be like our father in heaven right and whenever i do something wrong there like there's always a consequence like he can't change well he could change but like there's always the consequence he can't change the consequence right you can't change you can't change the law he he is god and if he changed his law he would cease to be god right like a sin is a sin that that doesn't change and so but there's always that consequence but he's always there he's in to like the consequence is enforced, but he's always there loving us and like offering the help. Right. And so that's how I try to be, but I'm definitely not patient enough. I'm definitely, I lack in a lot of different areas. Uh, but that's, that's the idea. That's the goal is like, okay, how can I help you through this situation while enforcing a consequence and loving you at the same time and not being too grumpy and all that stuff where i actually don't have an issue with like you were saying zach we're taking emmy by the arm and saying hey this is not acceptable right now like i i know that you're feeling these feelings like then you pull in kaylee's side of things how is how why is she acting this way is she tired is she hungry is she having a bunch of these emotions but it's still not acceptable right it's important to understand that but there still has to be in my opinion that consequence of you just can't be doing that um, I think I think a huge I think a huge thing too is the way in which we lead those reactions or lead those discussions. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think you can be intense. I mean, you look at the brethren. There's not one of the brethren out there that isn't an, a very intense individual. But that doesn't mean you can't be like. So I guess what I'm saying is you don't have to be angry. You I feel like Elder like, Scott wasn't very intense. Yeah, that's probably true. But I yeah. mean, like he had to be intense on some level. To get him where he yeah. was, like no, he was intense. Yeah, you you don't become. But I see what you're saying. But it's like, um, so I don't I don't think intensity equals anger. I don't think intensity equals volume. Yeah, I don't think intensity dude. I, equals... The, I found a really great thing that kind of backs this up exactly. So uh, in this past conference in April 2022, Elder Anderson gave a talk entitled "Following Jesus: Being a Peacemaker," um, and he said something really cool, and then. Something I love about reading it, reading like the talks afterwards is there are a bunch of footnotes in their talk and I don't know who puts the footnotes in there. I, I'm assuming that they do it. I'm assuming that like they want, like they put like little nuggets in there, right? Cause they, they quote a bunch of stuff and they put footnotes that are more than just the scriptures they were quoting. Um, like this one, the quote I'm about to read, he has a footnote at the end and he refers to a talk by president oaks from like eight years ago and like if you weren't reading it you'd never catch that so yeah. uh, he says how does a peacemaker calm and cool the fiery darts being the fiery darts of the adversary uh certainly not by shrinking before those who disparage us um real quick i just want to show or share one thing i found about that as i was studying what exactly fiery darts are and like why are we talking about them because he was talking about uh fiery darts quite a bit that that talk 
and I am pulling it up right now. Okay, so one, the first Nephi 15, uh, verse 24, uh, it says, And I said unto them that it was the word of God, and whoso would hearken unto the word of God and would hold fast unto it, they would never perish. Neither could the temptations and the fiery darts of the adversary overpower them. And I really like this verse in particular, because this is the only verse where we find out what the fiery darts of the adversary were aiming at. Because before it just says the fiery darts of the adversary coming at us, but it says, and uh, um, the neither could the temptations and the fiery darts of the adversary overpower them unto blindness. So the fiery darts of the adversary were aimed at like their eyes of trying to blind them. And so if you go back to Elder Anderson's point, that's the wrong thing. Um, if you go back to what he was saying, he says, how does a peacemaker calm and cool the fiery darts? So the fiery darts are things that are trying to blind us uh, to the things of the spirit, make it so we can't see with spiritual eyes. Right. And so we have to calm and cool those things. And he says, certainly not by shrinking before those who disparage us. Rather, we remain confident in our faith, sharing our belief with conviction, but always void of anger or malice. And that's my hard thing with the kids. Like when they're yeah. freaking out, I, I, I'll tell myself, oh no, it is right for me to say this is unacceptable or like grab their arms and this is not, not appropriate. Um, and I can tell myself, oh, that's appropriate for me to do this because I'm teaching them a lesson. But like how frequently am I doing that? And I'm angry. Yeah. Right. How much frequently am I grabbing them? Cause I'm angry, not because I'm trying to teach them a lesson. And then I like retroactively like, um, oh my gosh like justify what I'm doing because it seems like it's, it's focusing on a good thing. And then I'll shut up after this. I want to read this, this uh, quote from president Oaks. He says, and this is from 2014 uh, followers of Christ should be examples of civility. We should love all people, be good listeners and show concern for their sincere beliefs. Though we may disagree, we should not be disagreeable. Our stands and communications on controversial topics should not be contentious. And that made me feel like I'm doing a terrible job. But <laughs> I know this is, and sorry, this is going to be kind of long, but it's from the prophet from April, 2022. Um, he says, none of us can control nations or the actions of others or even members of our own families, but we including can, our children, including, including and, children. and maybe especially our children but we can control ourselves. My call today, dear brothers and sisters, is to end conflicts that are raging in your heart, your home, and your life. Bury any and all inclination to hurt others, whether those inclinations be a temper, a sharp tongue, or a resentment for someone who has hurt you. The Savior, com uh, the Savior commanded us to turn the other cheek, to love our enemies, and to pray for those who despitefully use us. And then I'll, I'll close with this. We are followers of the Prince of Peace. Now more than ever, we need the peace only he can bring. How can we expect peace to exist in the world when we are not individually seeking peace and harmony? Brothers and sisters, I know what I'm suggesting is not easy, but followers of Jesus Christ should set the example for all the world to follow. And then again, just pleads for us to end personal conflicts in our lives. Um, and, I, and I like the word raging. 
you know, he asks us to, to end anything that's raging within our hearts. I think, you know, as we work with our kids and, and I guess what stuck out to me in that talk, um, is that I lead with peace and that I'm seeking for peace. I'm not, I'm not seeking for discipline. I'm not seeking for immediate obedience. I'm seeking to establish patterns of peace in the lives of my kids yeah, and thereby in the lives of our family. Yep. And, and so we are obedient. We don't whine. We respond, yada, 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 because that's what brings peace. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the peace has to be like the, the bedrock. It's like the first thing, right? Cause if you're, if yeah. you are using discipline to teach peace, it's okay. But if you are, um, if you are using the desire to discipline as a justification for why you don't have peace, then you messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that peace doesn't mean avoiding all conflict. It means avoiding contention and there's a, there's a difference there. And I, I don't always know, like I, I know it when I'm in the moment and I can feel it, but I don't know how to like, I don't, I, re, I don't really know how to put words to it. Well, and, and that's because sometimes I don't know how else to respond besides ramping up the noise level or ramping up the intensity or ramping up whatever. Cause I'm like, you know, frustration begins where knowledge ends. So uh-huh. where I'm like, where I get to the point of like, I don't know what else to do. Then the default mode is get frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Can I propose a, a question to both of you guys then on this? Um, so it's, uh, before you do, before you do, Logan, do you have anything to add on any of that? Um, just like a and quick little thing. Have to just... No, just, just quick little thing that, that just popped into my mind while you guys were talking and in my profession, it's, it's super important. Like I, everyone thinks like, Oh, all the pilots do is just fly the plane. Like, no, all you, the majority of the stuff that you do actually happens on the ground, right? You're preparing, you're, you're, you're trying to build your situational awareness. What am I flying into? Where am I? Like, how am I going to get there? And what's it like when I, when I do get to my destination, um, you have to know the plane that you're flying. You have to know everything. And so you have these checklists, you have everything that you do. We have several checklists, like with checklists for the plane. Is it airworthy? Am I airworthy? And like, is my crew airworthy? How are, like, are we good to go? And one of the things that I was just thinking is one thing that I need to do better, especially is applying that aspect into fatherhood as well. Going into my day saying, how, where am I at? Cause I know how my kids are most likely going to act. Mm-hmm. Like I know that there's a thunderstorm that I'm gonna be flying through. So I need to prepare, I need to prepare for that. So <laughs> like, how am I, am I, am I prepared for that? Or should I like, how can I talk to my wife to try to give me some feedback on what I can do to be a little bit better? What goals am I setting? I need to be a little bit more proactive in that area of fatherhood. So that's, that's all I had to say. I love that. No, I love that. Thanks for that. Um, Yeah. So the question I was, I I came to my mind as we were talking, we're talking about this as if there is like a, like a correct way of doing these things. Yeah. Uh, or as if like there's supposed to be an answer, um, and I thought like okay, well if if that was true, then the Lord was would be more likely to give us like a a clear mm-hmm. criterion by which we can act. Right? Um, so is it possible that like the Lord fully intends for this to be messy because He wants us to learn? 
And like this, like this all is like more about learning. It's about teaching us than about yeah. like us doing everything perfectly correctly. I agree. I agree full heartedly with that because I mean, we're on our own journey, right? We have the same end goal as our kids do. We're just older and we're helping. We're now charged with helping to guide them to get to that end goal of making it back. And yeah. And some of us like Zach are like five years away from retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Still still living with my mom. I think, I think, um, I think, yes, I agree with that. I think on the flip side though, I think we do have that manual. Um, I think we don't have a step-by-step guide because everybody came to earth wired differently than the next guy. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how, I don't know how father was supposed to give us more than what he already gave us. It's true. Like he's keeping secrets from us. It's not like he's like, Oh, I know how, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Um, I think we, we have, we have 541 pages in the book of Mormon to lean on. We have, you know, we have the scriptures, we have how many years now of, of words of the prophets. I guess my counter, not that I need an argument, but my counter is like, what more are we actually asking for besides just a yeah. step by step by step, right? Yeah, I would like a, that, I would like a manual for JJ. It's like this is like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like as soon as you like as soon as you birth a child, an angel appears. Like, so I, I wanted you guys to have a heads up. Here's, here's the instructions. This is how it works. <laughs> well, and I think maybe, and I'm, I'm not <clears throat> even saying like like oh we could get more information, but like the Lord could have set this all up differently, yeah. right? He could set it all up so like kids like there was like one way of doing this appropriately or like kids were more similar or there was like less um, variation between kids and um, between people in general yeah. um but he didn't set it up that way yeah um I and so too- I, and, and i don't know i mean it, it could be that i'm totally off um but part of me thinks you know what he in he has provided us a way and the answer is receiving personal revelation right like that is the the, yeah. the correct answer but even in that i think he wants us to work it out for ourselves and to learn totally yeah i think too i think it like a big buzzword in the in the you know the culture of the latter-day saint you know the latter-day saint culture is and maybe just in general actually is this the concept of being present right uh-huh. like being intentionally being intentional and being present and i think that's i think as like buzzword as that is, I think that's real in terms of, I think that's what we're trying to do better at is being present every day. Sometimes there's periods where I, you know, I kneel down to say my nightly prayers and I'm like, dude, I haven't prayed for my kids in four days because I'm so wrapped up in praying about what's going on at work and praying about getting the house built and praying about X, 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 X. And I'm like, geez, man, I missed the whole point of the whole flipping deal. Yeah. You know? And so yeah, it's no, like I get that. regrounding myself and being present enough to be like, working through those problems and it's amazing how less hard it gets not that it gets easy but like things just start to work things start yeah to open up things start to flow yeah you know? yeah when well, i found like and this will be my last point and then i'll shut up on this not on this topic but uh i found that when i have issues that i pray about and that are, are really problematic for me or really concerning or i'm really worried about it um frequently recently for some reason like the lord's been answering my prayers not by giving me clear answers and help me like resolve those things through like some method or some program or something that i'm saying or doing and like what happens is the issue kind of just distances itself from me 
Yeah. Mm. Um, and it becomes less important to me or like I, I find myself not being as worked up about it. Uh, and so for whatever reason, like that, that's like a way that the Lord started speaking with me recently. That's, that's kind of different. And I've, he might've been speaking like that or speaking with me like that for a long time before then. And I'm just realizing it now. That's entirely possible. I'm a doomkoff at times. Uh, but Zach, yeah. do you know what doomkoff is? It's Nemetsky. <laughs> I knew a word. <laughs> it's Nemetsky для дурака. I didn't know that one. It's yeah, German. You, you lost me. It's I German. Didn't know one either. Durak. <laughs> you don't remember that word, durak? Durak isn't that like idiot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumkoff I only is... know that one because he tells me that all the time. Dumkoff is is idiot in German. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude. Wow, no one's getting my I jokes. I wasn't sure if that was English. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. Well, um, boys, good discussion. Good discussion. Yeah, no, good discussion. Yeah, good uh, discussion. Anything, does anyone? I should say, does anyone want to close out with anything? Uh, we wanted to, we talked about doing bros in the wild. Do we want to do that, or do we want to forego it this time? Does I think we. Have a I, good I think we kind of covered it with our. Uh, unless you have something burning, I was just going to say like. I, I was going to talk about, about workout music. That was what all I was going to talk about. Oh, okay. That'll be good for next week. When we account on our exercise, let's we'll talk, talk about, about it next week. Workout music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That works. That yeah. we can. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I just think um, th- this whole figuring out how fatherhood works. I don't think we're ever going to figure it out, but I think in striving to figure it out with Christ, that's when we're going to become the fathers that we want to be. Yeah. And I think that in figuring it out, that just requires the consistent intentionality, if that's a word, mm-hmm. of uh, of seeking to figure it out. And that's a lot of effort day to day, especially when you calculate in everything else that you have going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then putting in that effort, a lot of times Satan throws those fire darts right at your eyes and tries to get you to compare yourself to others and see how others are doing. And, and I really like noting how others are doing and seeing what other people are doing right or what i feel is like oh yeah that's awesome i should try that that'll help me but that's not comparison as soon as we start comparing ourselves to others that's when satan's winning and when you do yeah and you know, do you know in scriptures what the solution to the fiery darts is it's the it's shield of faith essential <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's hypnosis actually uh okay. no so it, it's the shield of faith so the way you defend your eyes from the fiery darts of the adversary is by blocking your eyes with the shield of faith and just but, walking by faith. Well, so it, yeah, it means that at times, like in order to preserve your vision, you have to block your vision um, and trust in the Lord. And so I think there's, we won't go into that, but I've been thinking about that the past couple of weeks, really the past two weeks since elder Anderson gave that talk. Um, and I think it's, a, there's some really fascinating insights you can pull out of that. Dude. Oh, that's awesome. That. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Well, so this week we're going to work on uh, building our homes in peace for peace toward peace. Um, we're bringing home the bacon. We're going to bring home the bacon dude while getting skinny and watching those dad bots. Let's go. Well, not watching them, working on them. I don't know. Yeah, if that's I mean, right. come on. No, nothing that happens <laughs> just by looking in the mirror. Okay. That's right. That's right. Hi, boys. Gentlemen, right, it's been a good time. Have a good week. Keep the faith. Let's go. Bye.